Nate, back in episode one of this series, you showed me how Britney works every syllable. Every syllable. I pretty baby, there's nothing that I wouldn't do. <laughs> yeah, she does. The energy of every line pulls us in. Mm. And in her early work, she also shows us that she's a ballad singer. When she released I'm a Slave for You, we remarked on how she pulls a lot of the singing quality back and has a sort of Janet Jackson-inspired spoken voice. All you people look at me like I'm a little girl. Well, did you ever think it'd be okay for me to step into this world? We've gone from singing to speaking. But with Gimme More, her voice becomes synthesized. Gimme, gimme more. Gimme more. Gimme, gimme more. Gimme, gimme more. All we're really getting of Britney is gimme. And every mm. other line is her voice synthesized, manipulated, transmuted, distorted right. to sound, like you put it, like not her. Like it's the crowd around her. Mm-hmm. We're losing that Britney-ness. That was the thing that first introduced her and, and gravitated us towards her. When the New York Times reviewed this song, they said that the electronic beats and bass lines are as thick as Spears' voice is thin even when not buried hmm. in electronics, her distinctive singing sounds unusually vague, and sometimes it's hard to be sure it's hers. And I think my initial listening fell into this trap, being seduced by all of the sounds. In fact, an embarrassing admission I made a long time ago, a very <laughs> mediocre, I think it was my first <laughs> remix I ever made, was of Give Me More. And my main insight was, Get rid of the voice. Focus on the manipulated part. Wowza. (laughs) That's a a technical term, Charlie. (laughs) It's a little little much. It's very cinematic in a way, but I return to the question you asked earlier. It's like, where is Britney here? Yeah, you know, I actually think this is where the New York Times review gets it wrong. I don't think this is an issue of locating her voice as much as it is questioning what happened to her voice in the post-production. Because throughout this series, we've really sought to find her agency in her performance, in her voice. And as producers obfuscate it, it becomes harder and harder to locate Britney. Hmm. This is something that started at the very beginning. We can hear hints of it in the song Stronger off her second record. The voice is a little bit robotic. The inflections are ironed out. And it works in the context of this moment of Stronger, maybe as a piece of ear candy. We like ear candy. It keeps us listening. (laughs) And maybe the repitching on Gimme More is also ear candy. It's, It's fun. These are all engaging musical moments and often work to highlight the meaning of the song. Take, for example, Piece of Me, also from 2007's Blackout. I'm a dream since I was 17. 
What a fascinating track, I mean, from top to bottom. The way the drums almost sound like it's like a, a chain being dragged along a surface mm-hmm. or something. And then the processing of her voice. And then this meta commentary, again, about the price of fame and the, the scrutiny of, of, of public attention. There's a lot going on here. Yeah, I think Piece of Me is a strong song. The production reinforces the lyric. Mm-hmm. And this robotic vocal is a cool sound. Like it becomes another important timbre in Britney's arsenal. But as she moves into the second half of her recording career, EDM is taking over in the 2010s. It's a genre where DJs become artists and drops become more important than the voice. And as she shifts into that sound, on many of her highest performing singles in the coming years, the processing on Britney's vocal intensifies. You can hear it on the song Till the World Ends. So this is a really fun song, but the anthemic lead vocal to me feels a bit anonymous. Yeah. And then when the drop hits, the wordless chorus is so chopped up, it could be any singer. That's an interesting read, Chuck. It does make me think about how many of the Britneyisms that we have been listening to over the course of this miniseries, whether it's the incredibly articulate pronunciation or it's the full-throated ballad singing. Or the vocal fry. It, or the vocal fry. The, it's all been ironed out, and now we have this relatively kind of anonymized voice. It's, I mean, it's still a very effective song, I think. It, it hypes me up, but I'm not hearing Britney Spears in there. Agreed. It's not to knock the song. It is incredibly fun. I have definitely danced my heart out to this. Uh, 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 uh. But I don't love that the most discerning qualities of her instrument have been flattened out. And unfortunately, this is a trend that we see on many of her biggest songs in her later career. Hmm. We can hear it on 2011's I Wanna Go from the album Femme Fatale. On the 2013 Will I Am production, Scream and Shout, first we get this sort of indiscernible European accent, Brittany, something we've never quite heard. When we up in the club, all eyes on us. All eyes on us, all eyes on us. See the boys in the club, they watching us, they watching us. But by the time we get to the chorus, Will I Am just reduces her to a catchphrase, throws her into a synth hook. You are now, now rocking with Will I Am and Britney, bitch. Are we sure that's Britney Spears at the beginning of that track? I do not recognize her voice at all at this point. Yeah, it is a different vibe for her. Yeah. And look, I've got to be clear. I like these songs, and there are so many others in her discography of this era that I really love. Like, I feel like we could 
probably run this series for another 10 episodes and still never run out of things to discuss. But I do think that leaning into the styles of EDM had a trade-off for Brittany, which was a diminished role for the power of her voice, especially on these big singles. Hmm. And look, I don't know what kinds of conversations Spears is having with her producers about how she wants these songs and her voice to sound. But in retrospect, it's hard not to see the metaphor here, right? Her voice receding into the songs while she's also basically silenced by a conservatorship. So you hear a song like Alien off of 2013's Britney Jean, and the flattened, synthesized quality of her voice kind of makes sense. And there was a time I was one of a kind Lost in the world, doubting me, myself, and that was like an You mean we can hear this as a reflection of the loss of control and agency in her personal life. But in 2016, when she's starting to tell investigators she's not happy in her conservatorship, she also puts out an album called Glory. And the single Make Me brings back a lot of her discerning vocal quality. Her voice is front and center. Like it ain't a choice for you, like you got a job to do, just want you to raise my roof, something sensational. Even if the chorus is lyricless, those oohs aren't chopped up like an EDM hit. They're discernibly Britney. There's something kind of refreshing listening to this voice that in 2016 we've been listening to for almost 20 years and and hearing those recognizable timbres and vocal approaches. I, I agree. There's like something promising there, a return to form perhaps. I agree. And I don't mean to pass over much of her later catalog. There are some very catchy songs. There are some good performances. But over and over, in the biggest hits, she seemed to recede into the background. And for someone whose predominant recent narrative has been about agency and freedom, I want to hear more of Hmm, that voice. Just the other day, you pointed me to her Instagram account, where we get a very raw Britney showing off all of her vocal runs. Yes. <laughs> Give me more of that, Chuck. That sounds like liberation to me. And it's been since 2016 since we've gotten more. Glory was her last album. But Spears is now free of her conservatorship. She's free to sing her heart out on Instagram, free to make the kind of music she wants to make and share it with the world. We're listening. We can't wait to hear her voice again. 
Switched On Pop is edited by Jolie Myers, engineered by Brandon McFarland, illustrations by Iris Gottlieb, community management by Abby Barr. Our executive producers are Hannah Rosen and Ashok Kerwa. We're a member of the Vox Media Podcast Network and a production of Vulture. You can find more episodes of our show anywhere you get podcasts and our website, switchedonpop.com. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at switchedonpop and tell us what is your favorite late Britney track and what do you want to hear from her next? We'll be taking a short break back in two weeks on Tuesday. And until then, thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening.